0: the other day that we'd be back with an easter episode but we weren't back with an easter episode i i was thinking we would record on easter which we are doing late late on easter did the easter bunny come today no the
1: uh, there's too much uh person-to-person contacts so i (laughs) kindly asked him to skip the house
0: (laughs) yeah well i I saw in in the town i saw in the town next door that they had, uh, the Easter bunny was driving around on a fire truck, like just driving through the neighborhood saying yeah. hi to kids, which oh, yeah. I was pretty cool. It's a good way to do it.
1: Yeah. I mean, he, 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 they're, uh, creative. So, yeah.
0: yeah. Got to do what you got to do, man.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Cool. Um, we were talking the other day about, um, about well, I don't, were we, t- did we talk about this or was I, and I was thinking I was going to write about, did we talk about He is Risen the other day or not? I can't no. remember. Okay. I I started writing something about this last night and then it, it went wayward. So I didn't finish it. But um, so you and I, we've covered before, aren't the most religious people in the world. Right. And, um, but I always associate Easter with those marquees that we would see on churches Like around, I guess they're everywhere, but I would just always associate them with around where we grew up. And they always say, you know, he is risen, which I never paid attention to. But you pointed out that just how prevalent they are. Right. And then just the way you would always say he is risen.
1: Yeah. I mean, it just always like bothered me grammatically it, it just it's right weird but i mean when i think about it i i, I think it's correct
0: well i is part is part of this thing that i was going to write um it was going to be about how you know um it, your, your easter is about the the resurrection of christ and like you know rising up again and you know and how we can relate that to our, not just our present day situation, but really like our lives as people and how like, I mean, it, it's different. And this is part of the problem I was running into is like, you know, there's ups and downs and we can always rise up, you know, so we can always rise. I mean, it's a different idea than what the whole Christ thing, but I was so unsure of, my religious knowledge mm-hmm. that I actually googled Easter to be sure that it really was about the resurrection of Christ <laughs> and it is thankfully but um, as part of that I was reading about he is risen from what I read is kind of acknowledging the idea that he is, ri- he, is he is still risen he is still around he is still making things better for everybody. So like, it's more like risen is more like an adjective than like, you know, a past participle or whatever. Oh,
1: okay. So why isn't it up year round then?
0: Oh man. Good question. I don't know. Right. That, right. Well, Cause they have too much other good stuff to put on the marquee. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Right, like <laughs> there's this church I drive past. I, I think it's in uh, Portage or South Haven. There's an awesome sign, like it has a uh, CHCH. Oh, yeah. and then it has like what's missing from church you are I yeah. think that's great yeah.
0: yeah well I was thinking about these marquees and it reminded me of a little incident uh that you and I were involved in with some of our other friends I can't remember who all was there mm-hmm. um either in 1999 or 1996
1: yeah I, I think it was 96
0: you think so okay. yeah and um so either way I think the statute of limitations has expired so we can I don't I don't know if we committed any crime anyway no we were uh, there was a there was a a camp I think it was a Girl scout camp actually and we were driving around late one night in the the uh marquee out front said something like welcome campers to wherever um, <laughs> camp 1996 or something like that <laughs> <laughs> and we drove by and you say and one of us decides one of like the four or five of us we're in the back of somebody's truck yeah my truck i think yeah and One of us decides, hey, let's go back and mess up the marquee. And we just kind of all are sitting back there like, what can we make it into? And just you just like dart out of the back of the truck and (laughs) run over to the marquee and start moving stuff all around. And by the time you're done, the marquee says, welcome, Satan, (laughs) Camp 666 oh man i wish so <laughs>
1: one of the times i like wish we had a camera on it
0: <laughs> yeah yeah definitely because it, it, i just i just remember seeing you like hop into action and just wondering like how did he put that together in his mind so quickly? Like, not just the six six six, but the Satan too. Like there were. I'm no- a
1: wordsmith. I mean, I what can I say? All those, all those uh, uh, years of Boggle and Scrabble uh, oh, yeah. with my family yeah. paid off.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and then I went by there. Like the next morning, for some reason, like there was, I, it was really out of the way, so I can't even remember why I went by there. But I went by there the next morning, and I just I, the whole marquee was taken down. <laughs> like they, just, they didn't try to fix it; they just took everything down. All right. So I don't think any campers saw it. There were probably very few people who saw it, but it's some some of your finest work for sure.
1: Hey, man, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> so one of my greatest hits
0: yeah (laughs) so you you and i have had this discussion before and i know that you're gonna give me a hard time about it but you know one of the things that um goes hand in hand with easter at least in my house is coloring easter eggs oh yeah and um so you know the, the other night i think it was thursday night i got some eggs and the kids came over and I boiled some eggs, and I was very, very like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Very sure to like follow the America's Test Kitchen instructions for hard-boiled eggs. Okay. <laughs> you and I have talked about it before, and you're like, "What do you need instructions for? You just boil them." And like, <laughs> I can never get, I could never get it right, and it always drove me crazy.
1: Well, like, he, so just, he. So he, afterward, he, years have passed. Uh, I, you know, I finally understand what your quest is because everyone has has their own way.
0: Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Well, the America's Test Kitchen way, which I've used the past few times I've done it, is absolutely foolproof. Like, you just put the, the eggs in water. Cover them in water, bring them to a boil, and then as soon as they start boiling, turn the heat off. Cover them for exactly ten minutes, and then dump them into an ice bath so they stop cooking.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And the eggs are perfect. And th- that's what I did the other night, and it and it worked. But it's it like it it's so easy, but I just didn't know the timing of it until I read the recipe, and it like really drove me crazy because. Right. Like, if you watch cooking shows, they always talk about how, like, a perfectly cooked egg is so, like, such a challenge for a good chef, such, like, a sign of a good chef. Because it's a simple thing to do, but it's, you know, difficult. And I had a hell of a time learning that for years, too, because I, you know, when I first started cooking, it was just turn the heat up and get everything cooked, you know. Mm -hmm. If you cook eggs like that, you're kind of screwed. And then a few years ago, I taught myself how to cook poached eggs, which is really difficult. But I figured that out too. Are you a poached egg man?
1: Um, um, I am, but just if I'm being served served poached eggs, I'm yeah. not gonna make them
0: myself. So I go in spurts because sometimes, like. I, I'm. I'll, I'll think like um, there's nothing I want more right now than a poached egg, and make it and
1: right. So how do you how do you make scrambled eggs?
0: I I go very basic on scrambled eggs. Okay. So put them in the bowl. Maybe sometimes I'll put a, a dash of milk, but usually I just go or or cream if I have it. Mm-hmm. But usually I just go egg, salt, and pepper which is I made brunch today and I made scrambled eggs and I just did egg, salt and pepper, mix them up and then cook them real slow on a pan and then pretty much constantly mix them in the pan and then take them out like just when they're set. Like I don't want runny who Jeffrey's a I think was talking about like real scrambled eggs are a little bit runny. Like I don't want my scrambled eggs runny. Right. I don't mind a runny, like sunny side up egg, mm-hmm. but like, I don't want to runny scrambled eggs. So I'm, well, I'm pretty good on scrambled eggs. How, how do you do it? Do you cook them?
1: Yeah, often, often. And the reason why I asked is uh, because the first time you made them for me at your parents' house, like, I don't know, like 20 years ago, and I, I found it odd because like at that point time and you know we were younger and whatever but, but you, you put like like a quarter cup or half a cup of milk into the eggs. oh did i <laughs> watch me i was like what the fuck are you doing like well i mean <laughs> this will um, make them lighter and i'm like oh okay and and, and you're just like mixing them mixing them over and over and over and i'm like dude this is taking like way too long
0: (laughs) yeah i mean i i remember like that i used to do that i used to put more milk in Mm -hmm. them but then just at some point like i don't know if i didn't i I don't know why i changed but now I, i don't i think i found the 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 beauty of salt and pepper like you put salt and pepper on so many things and you You don't need anything else
1: it has to be put on everything i put it on salads yeah Um, for sure yeah i mean it's awesome yeah but like scrambled eggs i'll just put some butter in the pan put the eggs in put salt and pepper in mix them up and then that's that's about
0: it so you, you do you mix them before you put them in the pan?
1: Uh, yeah,
0: yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. And then I, I season them in the bowl too. So then once I pour them in the pan, all I have to do is mix them up while I'm cooking. them. And I don't, I don't usually cook them with butter. I I have before, and sometimes if I'm if I want them to be a little um, heartier, I'll cook mm-hmm. them with butter. But usually, I just spray the pan with. I don't usually cook with butter in general. Oh man,
1: butter, salt, and pepper—three, three three of the best things. Butter is is so butter is so good.
0: Yeah, it is. It is. Well, I had the kids over for a a, um, Thanksgiving Easter brunch today, Mm -hmm. and I decided, all right, like it's going to be a brunch, so I'm not going to cook like. You know, a ham or like some big, huge thing. So, but I want to cook some good stuff. Mm-hmm. So, for a couple of days, I was like kind of thinking about it. So, I settled on like a little menu and I started making stuff last night. And um, I made these lemon donuts that turned out great. And then I made uh, these like potato cups like shredded potatoes that I put in muffin pans and then put bacon and cheese and baked. They were fantastic. And then I, I went, I went, I wanted to make cinnamon rolls, like from, from scratch cinnamon rolls. So I go to the store last night to get the ingredients for all of this stuff. And I have like kind of a haphazard list. And then I'm just like thinking as I'm walking through the store of what I need to get. And I don't get the cinnamon for the cinnamon rolls. and i was even in my mind standing in front of the spices saying okay what do i need for the cinnamon rolls and i'm like okay i know i put cloves in them and i'm thinking okay i need something else i need." and i couldn't think that i needed cinnamon (laughs) for cinnamon (laughs) rolls and i didn't realize it till like 11 o'clock last night by which point like I've already had like two or three beers. I'm not going to Meyer at 11 o'clock and they closed at 10. So I'm definitely not going, but like, how do you forget cinnamon for cinnamon rolls? It was maddening, but they still turned out really good. I ended up just going this morning and getting cinnamon and throwing it in with the cream cheese frosting. But, um, the other thing that I made were, were these, like, hangover sandwiches that I stole from a menu of a restaurant around here mm-hmm. well, for Chipotle aioli. Okay. So I was like, all right, I can, like, aiolis are easy to make. I can make a Chipotle aioli. So I'm, you know, whipping it up last night. And as I'm tasting it, I'm like, no, oh, I don't I don't get the Chipotle. And I add some more. No, I still don't get it. Add some more. <clears> still don't <throat> get it. And then, of course, I went overboard, and it was like, oh, crap. Now, now I got it. I gave it to my kids today. Before I put it on the sandwiches, I, like, let them each have a spoonful of it. Oh, for three, man. None of them. <laughs> none of them really it. So I spent all this time making this stupid aioli. and I was the only one that ate it. So, me, like, why, why am I even going through all that trouble for that stuff?
1: Right. So uh, what else was uh, on
0: it? On the sandwich? Yeah. It was just uh, scrambled eggs, sausage, pickles, which I made. Pickles, which I made and then left in the refrigerator when I was making <laughs> sandwiches. So nobody even tasted the pickles. I f- forgot all about the pickles. So I've been eating pickles all night.
1: Damn, dude. Um, I,
0: I need to be more organized in my cooking, I think. I
1: lost out on the pickles. Forgot the cinnamon.
0: I know. But forgot- everything was still good. Yeah. And, and and Havarti G. Oh, oh, and then my big complaint. So for the for the sandwich, like it said on the menu, like a super soft bun. So I was like, all right, like I don't really want this to be. I want it to be a, a like crunchy bread, not a bun. Right. So I was like, I got time. I'll just make my own bread. And I love like ma- I love making bread. So I have this book called the Bread Bible. Fits in with Easter, right? The bread Bible. Oh, hell yeah.
1: And he is risen because the yeast <laughs> <bread laughs> in <rise. laughs> the bread
0: rise. Right. Well, that was the problem with this bread. It did not rise. Okay. And as I'm following this recipe, I'm like, that doesn't seem like enough yeast. Why, why isn't she telling me to use more yeast? But I was like, hey, it's the bread Bible. She's gotta know what she's talking about. You can't call something the bread bible and have it suck. But this I've made like half a dozen different recipes from this book over the past few years, and only one of them ever works. I just wanna like how can you call something the bread bible when it never turns out? I follow other recipes and it's fine. It's there like your recipes are faulty, woman.
1: Did you make some Thursday also?
0: Um, not from that, but yeah, I made Wednesday night, Wednesday night, I made, made some bread and then I made some more last night. The Wednesday night stuff turned out great, but the stuff that I made for the sandwiches today, it was so, it didn't rise and it was like two inches tall when it was done. And I was, I can't use this for sandwiches and it was, it was too dense and so I didn't use it at all. It's still just sitting out there and. Two pieces, right?
1: Yeah, I I have to jump in here really fast and say that I am in a office chair that uh, is sort of old, and I shift around and it uh, and it makes weird noises. It is the chair, one hundred percent. Just in <laughs> case people hear something, I noticed it on the last podcast. I thought. Man, I think these like shifting noises are are uh, picking up because the microphone line will jump, and I just shifted earlier, and yeah. uh, it definitely jumped. So yeah, I just for I, the I record,
0: saying, I did listen to the last episode and I didn't notice it. So. Maybe you're more tuned into it than I am. I don't know.
1: Well, I mean, I got falsely uh, 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 accused a few weeks back by Dave. So. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah.
0: That's right. Well, on the WTF podcast, there all the time there's this sound that sounds like somebody shifting in their chair. Mm-hmm. And he made it clear on... Um, I don't know if it was the thousandth episode or when it was that it's not the chair that makes the noise. It's the mic, um, like stands, like the, when people adjust their mics, it makes that noise. But, um,
1: even the experts have these issues.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, it just, it adds, it adds texture to the recording, you know, right. Our own little unique things. Right. And it's just a reminder that we're not recording in the same room as of now. Exactly. I did I did hear that, or I saw something today that talked about maybe easing social distancing restrictions in May. So May? Yeah.
1: <clears throat> Man, that definitely. seems like a long ways away, but we'll see. Yeah. I've uh, kind of haven't really looked at much news the last like three days so
0: i I haven't really looked at much for a while and it's been really nice and um i my kids reminded me that tomorrow it'll be a month that they've been out of school oh yeah and their last day of school was friday the 13th and it's kind of I mean, on the one hand, it seems like it's been a long time. But on the other, like, I I don't know if it feels like a month. Right. You know, are and,
1: they are they writing in their journal still?
0: Yeah, they are. Okay. And, and my daughter actually told me that she wrote two pages yesterday. And I was yeah. like, really? And she's like, well, I had a lot to write about. And I was <laughs> like, all right. Awesome. But the the, uh, the night before last, I think it was the night before last, maybe the night before that the three of them were up until three, like three or four in the morning. Like one what? hanging out and playing Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> so, and like, they, they weren't even in the same room. Yep. My daughter, my daughter who's nine said she was up at like three thirty, And she saw that my son was on Fortnite and like joined his, I don't know, something. And played with them. And my son was like, Yeah, I didn't, I couldn't believe she was actually up. Like, you guys just stay up till whenever. <laughs> Cause if they don't have, if they don't have e learning, mm-hmm. then, you know, they don't have a reason to get up early. So they just. How they just
1: often is it?
0: How often is e learning? Yeah. For them, it's only Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday.
1: Oh, wow. Holy shit. Mondays and Fridays off?
0: Mondays and Fridays off. Four
1: day weekend every. Yeah, Every weekend. Wow,
0: nice. Yeah, and my son, who's a freshman, had maybe forty-five minutes of work to do on Thursday. Like, not a lot. Right. I've been I've been going over there to just kind of sit because I'm I'm working from home too, so I just head over there and do my work there as they're doing their work in case they have any questions on anything. And I had to I spent <laughs> my son and my Seventh grade son, and I spent like an hour on his music lesson the other day. Okay. And remember how in the Pearl Jam episode, I was like, I know nothing about anything music and like melody and harmony and all of that. That's what he's learning in his music. So I'm like, all right, hey, I'll help you with this. I need to learn about this. And he's all angry, like, when am I going to need to know this? And I was like, you'll be thankful you know it someday. Pay attention. Right. Today you're going to be 41 years old and <laughs> wish that you knew something about music. <laughs> But, um, that was his, the the thing is like music is only a nine week course and he was taking it the last nine weeks of the, of the year, which started after they left school. So he's going to take this entire music class and never even meet the teacher. Oh, wow. Which is kind of wild. Right. And you know, she's she's really good. Like she has her lesson plans and like the stuff that she does is like pretty thorough. So he'll, he'll get something out of it. Cause he's, he's going to do the work, but it's just gonna, it's just kind of wild that he's not even gonna end up going to class. So,
1: hmm.
0: um, all right, well here we'll start where we, uh, well, not start, but we'll pick up where we left off. At the end of the last episode, remember I said the next thing on my list was candy bars. Oh yes. And as I was preparing my the Easter baskets, Easter buckets for my kids, I made sure to ask them over the last week like what their favorite candy bars were, what their favorite candies really were. And my my older son said Twix, my next son said Skittles, and my daughter said Crunch, Crunch. Which Surprised like uh, by Crunch is good, but I always forget it even exists.
1: Nestle Crunch.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, um, you know, I can't argue with any of those selections, but I think the only thing that I would have thought to mention was Twix, right? And Snickers,
1: and Baby Ruths, and Butterfingers, and Paydays.
0: Butterfingers, fingers, I like, but the, the the like that weird like peanut butter crunchy stuff mm-hmm. just like sticks to my teeth. Oh yeah, and I I feel like my teeth just aren't getting clean for a while after eating that. <laughs> um,
1: uh, what is your your uh, opinion on Three uh, Musketeers and Milky Way?
0: okay I'm not gonna turn down either one of them mm-hmm. but I'm not gonna choose either one of them either yeah like my dad loves three musketeers and like and actually like one one year for his birthday a few years ago my birthday present to him was that I was gonna send him a three musketeers bar every every day the 26th of every month, which is what his birthday is. So like I sent him three musketeers and he was said, it was like the best present ever. Cause he got like a, a three musketeers bar every month. <laughs> but like, my, my son, Brian, I actually forgot about this. He loves three musketeers too. <clears throat> to me, they're just too sweet. Like they're too, I, and they're just, the taste of them is just off for some.
1: Yeah. Needed. I mean, If
0: somebody I'm, offers it to me, I'll definitely eat it, yeah. but. If you're like, do you want Three Musketeers or almost any other candy bar? I'm choosing almost any other candy bar.
1: Right. I haven't I haven't had one since, I don't know, uh, like the early 90s. And I don't even know why I was trying to like them. I just kind of would get them around, I don't know, like Halloween or right. whatever. And I would try it out and I would hate it. Then the next Halloween, I would, you know, think that my taste buds change and I try it and hate it. It's, just, it's too much chocolate. It's just like straight chocolate.
0: Yeah, but like the the middle, like the cream filling or whatever it is in the middle, is yeah. just it's just weird. I don't I don't even know what it is. But in like Milky Way, Milky Way is fine, but that that's super sweet too. And to me, like. I bite into a Milky Way. I need peanuts. Like, to me, Milky Way is like if Snickers was trying to be not as tasty.
1: Or, I mean, isn't uh, Milky Way just a Three Musketeers with caramel in it?
0: Uh, I don't know. I always think of Milky Way as being Snickers without peanuts. <laughs> I don't know, but see, okay, here's another, we're going to have to have a, a candy bar showdown on, in a, on a future episode here. Let's see, Milky Way candy, I know they, um, chocolate malt flavored nougat and caramel covered with milk chocolate.
1: Oh, hell yeah, Dude, that's a three musketeers with caramel.
0: Let's see, three musketeers is chocolate covered fluffy whipped nougat. Nope. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. Like the 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 stuff in the middle of a Three Musketeers is fluffier. Right. Than other candies. And so what does it say about Snickers? What's a Snickers? The world's best-selling candy bar, crammed with peanuts, caramel, and nougat, then coated with milk chocolate. So, yeah, it's the same thing. It's basically a Milky Way with peanuts. Mm-hmm. The peanuts make the difference.
1: We have to so, mention the the um, uh, Ron Santo
0: commercial. Yeah, I was just gonna say that. So I, on um, you know, MLB is really hurting for content on their website with without any games going on. So the other day, one of the things they posted were these retro commercials from each team, and the retro Cubs commercial they posted was from 1969. Ron Santo doing a Snickers commercial, and he's like in the dugout eating a Snickers, and he might even be on the field or in the on deck circle or something eating a Snickers. And you pointed out that, like, the announcer was like very forceful about peanuts. There's a
1: fistful of peanuts. It's like, whoa, relax.
0: (laughs) Fistful of peanuts, yeah. And you know, fine, whatever. People do endorsements all the time, but. Monsanto Santo was a diabetic, <laughs> <laughs> like, and I know like he didn't mention it during his playing career, so maybe this was just like all part of the the plan to keep it on the down low or whatever. Right. But like, he should have said no to a Snickers commercial. I mean, it just seems like a bad idea. I like
1: to me, he he chewed it up and then like spit it out, and then yeah. they just like edit it or. Maybe, like you mentioned, he he just ate one and it it wouldn't have really hurt him. But, I mean, this is also the same person who would um, have diabetes, like, uh, side effects so bad that he would have, like, triple vision during games, Right.
0: Oh, is that right? I
1: think so. Like double vision or triple vision at times. Yeah.
0: Man. That's, that's rough. Yeah. And I I mean, I don't even, could they control it better with, I mean, was, did insulin, did they, like, could he take insulin for it? I don't even, I don't even know the history of like when that started being a treatment.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it was back in the sixties. I mean, they probably just told them to chew some tobacco (laughs) right (laughs) i don't know actually i mean the 60s is that far back so i'm yeah yeah but i mean things
0: have come a long way since then so it's hard to say i don't know but like you know that that idea of of chewing a junk food and then spitting it out that's that's not a bad idea. I mean i've I've been known to do that from time to time because you just want the taste of things anyway.
1: Yeah, like then so, you have what Carpenter's the also.
0: <laughs> I know, I know. It's it's very it's uh, very very eating disorder ish, but as long as you don't let it get out of hand, like it's I don't know. Okay, never mind. It's a horrible strategy. Don't do it. <laughs> So you just made a cocktail. What kind of cocktail did you make?
1: I m- made the XYZ cocktail. It's um, from the uh, Savoy um, cocktail book out of a hotel in London. It was, uh, it was originally printed in 1930, and it's um, <clears throat> kind of the, like, first comprehensive cocktail book there's something like 700 recipes in it holy cow in when you think about 1930 that's when it was printed these recipes are obviously older so you know cocktails were a huge huge thing back then so right this has it's a simple one it's um Rum, Cointreau, and lemon juice. So,
0: Oh, that's nice and easy. Yeah, easy. Cool.
1: Uh, and the, the first cocktail I had was a, um, a White Lily cocktail, which was rum, gin, Cointreau, and some Pernodes, which is uh, kind of an anise based uh
0: liqueur so that was did did we have that were you drinking the anise based liqueur sounds familiar Mm -hmm. or no that's pine I think it was pine that we drank.
1: oh yeah 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 the the one I busted out a few weeks ago before yeah Yep. yeah
0: Yeah, before all this Yeah. yeah
1: yeah that one I just drink on its own
0: yeah do you ever drink the anise on its own
1: um, not often. Very, it's um,
0: yeah, this is a pretty strong flavor. It is,
1: yeah. I mean, I mean, it packs a punch. I, the drink I had earlier, it just calls for like three drops
0: really. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that might be even more concentrated right. than what I'm thinking. And
1: well, I mean, you can have it like. All of them you can have on their own. It's just like that one would be one of those where you um, develop a taste for. I really, really like it, but, I mean, it can get pretty potent. And uh, if you're having it on its uh, own, it's like maybe a quarter of an ounce, maybe a half an ounce. Right. Not, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, is that do you ever find that you have to change the ratios from that Savoy book since it's so old, or is that still pretty reliable?
1: No, I hold it, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're
0: accurate. I mean, it's okay because, well, I mean, I guess because I was thinking of this old cookbook that I have, but cooking is different, um,
1: and, I, yeah, I sort of. I mean, with you. Know,
0: Well, I shouldn't say cooking, baking.
1: Yeah, baking and cocktails, I mean, I don't bake a lot, but my understanding is things have to be exact, and that's how cocktails are. I mean, shit has to be exact. If you add add a quarter of an ounce extra of a base alcohol that's going to overpower, if you add, you know, if you are calling for a teaspoon of syrup and you put in no, you know two teaspoons it's gonna fuck it up but right with this book it does odd measurements so hmm. um i had to research the translations because for me i'm you no know, math whiz but like they write everything in fractions without ounces. It's just a fraction. So like two thirds this, one eighth this. Okay, and I had to figure it out, and um, or or they'll say like one glass of gin. Well, oh, fuck. I mean, if you ask, him, ask an asking al- out alcoholic, that's fucking fifteen right. ounces. Right. So, but it's like two ounces. So. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I, um, I did some, some research with like-minded mathematicians, uh, like myself and this person. I figured it out and yeah. it's all held up well. So, oh, good. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. I, in this cookbook that I have, which, which is from like the, uh, late fifties or early sixties, I think I made this, um, this recipe for I think there were lemon or raspberry popovers like 10 years ago mm-hmm. and followed it like to the T and burned the hell out of them. <laughs> and I realized like, okay, the cook times are off because ovens are probably more efficient now than they were 50 years ago. So like you know, 375 for 30 minutes then You probably only need 375 for 20 minutes now because you're not losing enough, as much heat or the temperature stays more steady or whatever. So that was the only thing that I ever made from that book because I was like, I don't want to put all that work in and then have to worry about it after that. So I think I still have it, but I'm not going to cook anything else from it. It's just kind of a cool relic. Um All right. Well, continuing on the cooking theme, are you a cilantro fan?
1: I love it. Yes.
0: Did you know that there's people that hate cilantro?
1: Yes. Yes. And actually, it's
0: like, yeah. It's like a gene or something. It,
1: it's a gene? There,
0: there, there's actually like a, a – uh, th- is it a gene? It, there's like a scientific reason – Why people don't, why some people, why cilantro, like, they don't only, they don't just not like cilantro, but it's, like, offensive to them. Hmm. And, like, it it's, like, it tastes soapy to some people. Hmm. And it's just, I think, like, if you do one of those 23andMe, like, DNA things, that one of the things that they'll tell you is whether you have that like anti-cilantro gene or whatever. Which,
1: <laughs> you have the I anti-cilantro mean, gene. My, my like, anti- how, how useful is it? Like it's only reaffirming that you don't like something.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, that's what, you, you know, that's what a lot of the, from what I've, from what I've heard, you know, people discussing it on podcasts and stuff, that's what a lot of the 23 and Me stuff, like, you know, some of it, some of it's useful but some of it is just confirming stuff you already know or explaining stuff you know or whatever. Right. Like, but the the fact that like there and it, it's something about like I don't know what it's about but it's 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 the same as you know some people when they eat a lot of asparagus their pee smells oh yeah I have that habit. and some in some people, it doesn't. Hmm. And although, wait, actually, I think it might be that everybody smells, but not everybody can detect the smell. That might be it.
1: I don't even have to have to eat a bunch of it either. I mean, just like a plate, like five or six pieces.
0: yeah. I never eat that little, mm-hmm. like usually if I eat asparagus, that's, I'm, I like buy a whole bunch, like a, a bunch, you know, a, a rubber banded bunch right. and I cook the whole thing and I eat the whole thing. And that's like what I'm eating. So then like, you know, for the next 24 hours, it's, it's just not good. Right. Like I, I, talk about a, a salt and pepper, Like, you put salt and pepper on asparagus, maybe a little bit of olive oil. Like, you don't need anything else. Salt and pepper does wonders with And are you a uh, tomato fan, raw tomatoes?
1: Um, I can't remember if we talked about that on here. So, So I just had my first, like, my first sliced tomato, all of it last year okay willingly yeah so so i never like tomatoes but if you uh, made me fresh salsa i would be all over it i mean it like it makes no sense i love pasta sauce pasta sauce pizza sauce it's but if you gave me a tomato And said, "Hey, eat this." No, I'd be like, "Hell no!" So
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think it's kind of. I have a friend who's like that too, and she, like, just she's down with pizza sauce and everything, Mm -hmm. but she's not gonna eat any raw tomato. But
1: I, yeah. But I got this idea to like get a tomato and put olive oil and salt and pepper on it and they ate it and uh, it was really good
0: well i got the i got my dad all my dad i've covered on here before how he's such a picky eater but one of the things that he loves is just cutting up a, a tomato and just salt and pepper it and he i'm sure he puts way too much salt on it but that's one of the things that i got from him and now like in the summer I, that's like one of my favorite things ever. Is just cutting up a, pe- a tomato and putting salt and pepper on it. And I've actually taught my daughter to do that, and she, like in the summer, she'll choose that over almost any snack she could have. Just can I have salt and pepper tomatoes? And then like she'll actually drink the juice left on the plate after. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> okay. the juice on the plate wow. with the salt and pepper is oh. There's, like, nothing better in the world than, like, a, a garden-fresh tomato. That's one of those things that I think, like, winter tomatoes, we almost shouldn't even be able to get them. Like, they, we everybody should just come to an agreement, like, these things are not going to be good. Let's not eat them.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, winter produce, I mean really yeah. right. i mean yeah
0: a lot of it. yeah but like you know broccoli like broccoli is the same in winter or summer Oh yeah
1: i mean i'm like talking about like berries and shit like
0: yeah berries for sure yeah. where do they even like are they growing california berries year-round no no fuck
1: no man they're from like guatemala and honduras and are I mean, they all in oh yeah Oh yeah, all that shit's imported. That's how it's year round. Yeah, I didn't know if tomatoes tomatoes they're a little different because um, there's this indoor greenhouse in Illinois that grows tomatoes, or I I I don't know if this is the correct word like hydroponic whatever. Right. Yeah, they are. But these people, these farmers, went to Sweden, learned how they operated their greenhouse in uh, in the like correct way, and they brought those methods here, and they do really well.
0: Yeah, there's a there's I don't know if it's still there, but there was a ride I think at Epcot that was basically just taking you through like a hydroponic growing operation and they had like these tomato trees that were like 10 feet tall and just like covered in tomatoes and you know they were basically saying you know this is this is a way that you can grow food anywhere anytime as long as you have water and it's not like you know genetically freakish stuff it's like legit a legit way to grow it but um Yeah, like Roma tomatoes this time of year are just so sad. I just want to – every time I see them, I'm just like, why is anybody buying these? But I don't know. All right. Um,
1: Do you – have we talked about uh, game shows on here? Do you –
0: No, but let's.
1: Did you watch any – in your childhood oh yeah okay Which Oh
0: yeah. okay well one of the things i was just thinking about the other day because when i was moving all of my books i found the the movie or the the book um needful things oh. by stephen King. okay it's fantastic and one of the shows that features prominently in that book is sale of the century
1: sale of the century
0: do you remember that? Barely. Me too, but I remember... I don't even re- really remember what it involved, but I remember that I loved it. Okay. And... Like, I don't... Were, were Game Show... Were they just on, like, during the day? <laughs> like, Price is, like, Price is Right is now.
1: Yeah, basically, they wouldn't run... Well... They would run from, like like, eight... It seemed like until a long the like soap right? operas came on, right? And yeah. then they were run in the like early to mid afternoons, like two to four, two to five.
0: Right.
1: Um, yeah. Yeah. But the ones I remember were um, the twenty-five thousand dollar pyramid and oh, yeah. prices right. Obviously, a uh, super password. Concentration, yeah.
0: um, classic yeah. concentration was awesome. Yeah, that show I I can't believe if nobody's making it now they should right. because like that because it was basically that was like the memory game, right? Yeah. It was memory, mm-hmm. and then it like revealed pictures, and then you had to like put together. God, that was such a good mm-hmm. game,
1: and uh, Hollywood Squares, oh, Real God. Fortune, but the one. Yeah that I'm going to bring up because I recently watched a movie on it is press your luck. Did you ever watch that?
0: I don't think so.
1: So press your luck. Oh God. It was so awesome. They had this huge board. Okay. This like, um, 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 this, uh, square lit up board. Okay. And, um, they had like prizes on it just on the like outer edge okay and the board had um these five randomized uh combinations so the prizes would change and the lights would change also the person would have to push a button and hook uh hopefully land on one of the prizes. Okay. But you can lose by hitting a whammy and the whammies are hilarious. They were these like animated like little devils that took your money and they did like funny things. People should look it up. It's awesome. <clears throat> there's a there's a newer version also, but it's yeah, it's okay. It's, So, um, I mean, it ran from from like nineteen eighty two to like nineteen eighty six. It didn't run a really long time because of, um, this, um, this like scandal in eighty four. Um, so And I don't remember the scandal happening because I was six and it really wasn't on my radar. If it wasn't Transformers, He-Man or G.I. Joe or Bozo, I wasn't really paying attention. But this fucking this like unemployed ice cream man from Ohio, Michael Larson, okay, he worked in like air conditioning and his like last job was an ice cream man and he was fucking fired or laid off, whatever happened. But he, he was this kind of weird, creepy person, but really, really intelligent. So when he watched his, and he, and he was into these like get rich quick schemes. So he gets, he loses his job and he's trying to figure out how to how to earn cash instead of a, finding a job he just binges press your luck he just watches the shit out of it <laughs> because he swore he could figure out what the fucking patterns were and he watched it for weeks and weeks and weeks and he figured out the fucking pattern
0: oh my gosh he figure
1: out how to time it perfectly so he because it had like five randomized patterns via computer and like in today you're watching this documentary and you're thinking five fucking patterns that isn't that much well i mean it's 1984 so it was like cutting edge technology back then so so once he figures it out he flies out to california or wherever the recorded it i think in burbank and uh he gets on the show the act the like the producers actually a few of them didn't want him on there because he rubbed them the wrong way but they ended up putting him on there so so back then people people on a show rarely won more than like forty thousand like the average winnings were like eighteen thousand whatever but but he won a hundred and ten thousand okay holy cow he did eighty one straight spins and he kept landing on the same two tiles like one on top and then one on the side and so we in this game show the the contestants are uh very animated they're they're like like yelling out like no whammies, come on, right. you know, getting into it. this fucker would just hone in and he was oh. so <laughs> focused that he um uh, because he didn't know what pattern would pop up, but once he figured it out then we can you know figure out what pattern it was which uh one of the five so usually you um you answer trivia to 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 uh earn spins okay so usually like a person will get like uh three spins eight spins okay two spins well he he kept on. he went into round two with like three spins but he kept landing on the one of the money prizes and an extra spin so he just kept on earning these extra spins so after after he got like eight Eight in a row, the producers backstage were, they were like freaking out. They're like, oh my God, he he fucking figured this out. And the host was like really, really into, and they were like telling him during breaks, you have to stop this fucking guy. And he was like, I can't stop him. Like, right. That's awesome. We can't just kick him off. So so he keeps going and going and going and going. And you can tell that the two other contestants are just like, this fucking dude's cheating. Like, there's yeah. no way. But, like, so he ends up, like, he, he, he ends up passing his spins, okay? And he, you know, gets his winnings, but, like, CBS tried to not pay him.
0: Uh,
1: they were trying to get out of it, but then they realized well he didn't cheat.
0: Right. He just
1: figured out the pattern. I mean, he yeah, he, he just beat us. So <laughs>
0: that's crazy.
1: I'm pretty sure that ruined the game, but like afterwards they put extra extra patterns in and right but it's a uh, it's a crazy documentary actually
0: that's awesome yeah yeah huh press your luck yeah I, I i remember hearing like like when you said like press your luck that sounded vaguely familiar but then when you said whammy like i remember i don't know if i ever watched it but i remember like i remember that it existed yeah that's cool. I'll have to check that out. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and then also, if you're joining for more like game scandals, <laughs> <laughs> I also watched McMillions on the okay. uh, when Napoli fixing for McDonald. So,
0: oh, I, I read a uh, I read an article about right that
1: this. This just came uh, out. So you. you know people. Might want to watch it. I won't talk about it too much. I would recommend it because it's fucking crazy. I, it, yeah, yeah. And you know, in the end, I question whether whether it was worth this big operation. But that's all I right. to say. I mean, it's very yeah. interesting that 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 some fucking dude figured this shit out for like yeah. years.
0: Yeah, well, I know like the lady from McDonald's who was like the the main lady that brought it down. She still works for McDonald's, um, or at least as of this article that I read, she she still worked for McDonald's.
1: Yeah, I mean a bunch of them, like the uh, the marketing person and the yes yeah. security yeah. per yeah 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 they're still working there yeah
0: and this was this was a while ago right like in the 90s or something yeah
1: well i mean the game ran for like 14 years i think it was from like like 80 my uh, math is off i think it ran from like 80 85 to 01 and the 1 in 01 the the um, fbi had them purposely operate because okay. at first, no you know, Donald's wanted to cancel it because they knew that it was fixed. The, the, um, right. the FBI told them, but the FBI wanted to run it so they could find the people because they just had some info really. Right. They didn't know who.
0: So, all right, maybe I'll track that because I, I read an article about it. But I'd like to, as I was reading the article, at the end of the article, I was like, "You could have done more with this." But maybe a documentary is exactly what I need.
1: About yeah, it. I mean, there are some characters on there, like he, like the FBI agents are, are characters, even. So
0: yeah, I, I can imagine. Yeah, I'm sure. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, game shows, man. That's I. I was. I don't know why I was surprised, but like I watched, um, I, uh, like in the, in the past couple of years, I've, um, I spent like spending time with my mom during the day mm-hmm. and like we would, like the price is right was on and like, there's nothing else on and like I was surprised how into it I would still get, you know, cause like you're watching that and like it, everybody's watched the prices. Right. And like, but you're, you're still like, at least I still, you know, trying to guess prices and like in the showcase showdown, like, Oh, this is worth that much. And this is worth that much. And I don't know. It's it, that game really holds up. And I thought, I thought when Bob Barker left, it was going to fall apart. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, Drew Carey, I listened to an interview with him and he was talking about how he didn't really want to host it, but it was like, you know, such a secure gig. He was like, all right, yeah, I'll do it. Whatever. That's cool. Because you're pretty much guaranteed a job forever as long as you're, you know, aren't crappy at it. But speaking of cheating, did you ever see the video of the guy that guessed the showcase showdown to the dollar? No. No. Like it did was cheat? I, I don't, it, it was like twenty six thousand dollars or okay. something like that. He guessed it to the dollar. So like if you get it within a thousand without going over, you get both showcases. But he guessed it the exact dollar amount. And like afterwards they like scrambled, like, did this guy cheat somehow? No. He did something similar to what Michael Larson did. He and his wife just watched it all the time. And like paid attention to how much things were and like really did their research. And then when he was on the show, he saw things that he had seen before and he knew how much they were and he just added them up and he got it to the dollar. Holy shit. So like, you know, there, there is a bit of luck there, you know, right. because you know, if, if something's $22,916, how do you know it's 22,916 and not Right, you know, like, so there is some luck there, but just even being in the ballpark of it. Cuz like sometimes I would watch that and I'd be like, "All right, that looks like it's about, you know, 21,858." And Drew Carey's like, "The actual price is 27,000." I'm like, "I'm $6,000 off." I have, I have no idea, you know. <laughs> but um, so to be able to do that that accurately is pretty awesome. That's another that's one of those games though that would probably be I mean, I don't see how you can really cheat at it, you know. Right, but like, but like you said, like that Larson guy, he didn't cheat. He just figured out the pattern. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, which you is know,
0: hard. he got the answers beforehand or whatever. Right. Like you know, getting Jeopardy answers or whatever. All right. Well, one other thing about game shows: if you want endless entertainment, look up Wheel of Fortune on YouTube. Okay. Just see like the number of idiotic answers people like some of them or like it's some of some of it is just totally idiotic but some of it's like really impressive people who solve like these huge puzzles with just like two letters or whatever Mm -hmm. or people who solve the final puzzle with like barely anything but like there's so many wheel of fortune youtube videos like you can you can go down a wormhole real quick on that. Is
1: is Pat hosting hosting it, or like is he out
0: out still? No, he's still around. He's still doing it. I mean, well, I think he's, coming he's, up in,
1: well uh, he's
0: coming up on forty years. I think. Well,
1: Vanna White had had to take over hosting it
0: for a while. Yeah, he was sick or something. Okay. So. So she hosted it for a while okay. for a few shows or whatever. But yeah, he's been, I think he started in like 1982 or something. Um, let me see. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 1981. Right. So he's coming up 40 years hosting this damn game show. That's crazy. be able to do something for that long all right we made it through another one man yes yes uh what what's in your uh is anything is this a is this a cool drink that you're drinking
1: yes it's um there is no ice in it i stirred it with ice and got it chilled but it's a cocktail that that isn't served with ice um But to get it extra chilled, I obviously had to had to use the best ice out there. And that's laying ice. So whether I'm, you know, drinking with it or just mixing with it, it's still making the drink happy. And it definitely made my mouth happy also. So it's just it's just simple laying ice.
0: That's right. Even if you're not, even if you're not, even, even if it's just making a brief appearance in your drink, it's worth it. Oh, absolutely. All right, man. Well, come back on Thursday for another episode. Um, And until then, leave us a review. We've got like six ratings now on iTunes and they're all five stars. So those those people know what's up. So review, leave us a rating, tell a friend. We need more listeners always. Um, And then we'll be back with more later on Thursday. Take care.